Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tatva Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, the conduit on Spotify and YouTube, continuing with our spiritual interview series, where I bring on uh, guests that talk about their spiritual journey um, and also their spiritual offerings. Uh, this week, super excited to have one of my dear friends and mentors on the podcast, Scott Evans. He is an intuitive facilitator, healer, uh, cranial sacral um, practitioner, naturopath, and also the creator of Consultation. So super excited to have you on the podcast this week, Scott. How's it going? Great to see you. It's, it's, it's going great. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's so good to see you. Oh, man. Um so stoked because you know you were supposed to be on the podcast earlier i don't know I right. like i'm not good with dates um like a couple of months ago but i think you were traveling yeah, somewhere yeah so I, I ended up and i'm sorry to say it was it was a horrible experience i had i had to go to hawaii it i sounds mean terrible. <laughs> it was just terrible <laughs> yeah well i'm just glad that you're here now you know and i'm sure you know, who knows what will come out today, but I'm sure it'll all be in alignment and everything is already, you know, orchestrated by the divine. So I guess uh, I met you, I'm horrible with dates and years, but years ago, years ago, um, and you have been such a pivotal part of my spiritual journey. I actually found you through a woman who was doing some channeling work at the time, Nicole. Okay, okay yeah. Yes. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, she was yes. doing some channeling work and mentioned your name and told me that I needed to connect with you. And She was doing you know, channeling work before channeling work was hip. She was doing <laughs> channeling work before it was cool. Um, so that's how I found you. and. Yeah. Um, had the great honor to like work with you, uh, you know, privately and also mm. attend uh, sweat lodges. Um, so that was a huge part of my spiritual practice when I lived in the Northeast. It's right. something that I really miss here. I wish it was here um, <laughs> in South Carolina in Myrtle Beach. So if anyone's listening and y'all know where there's a sweat lodge nearby, let me know. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I just have such great reverence to you and great respect oh, for you. you. And yeah, I'm just glad you're here. So let's, let's tell the people about your spiritual journey. Like, how did you get on the spiritual path? Well, it's a long story. So. I, <laughs> I have, you know, like so many of us, right. I, I, it's funny because, you know, in the, the idea for a book I was coming up with, I was going to call the book A, a Common Life, because for so many of us, these things are so common. We have so many things in common, you know, including not just the fact that we're all connected to the creator and we all come from the same source. And, but the idea that, you know, that kind of turmoil that happens in our lives, it turns our, our worlds upside down into the place where we no longer can rely on our own self, our own structure of ideas and beliefs and concepts to, to move through without being in excruciating pain. Um, some people come by it physically, you know, but for me, it was a mental, spiritual, emotional uh, pain that was, that was, that had me at first searching for ways to figure out what the hell was going on. 
Um, and in those ways, I figured that self-help books would be the, uh, <clears throat> the key to the experience, right? So I remember uh, getting the road less traveled and reading the first sentence of Life is Difficult. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, they got me. <laughs> they got me on that one. But um, I got to the point where I just didn't want to wake up anymore. You know, I didn't want to be around. I was just so devastated emotionally and spiritually. I was bankrupt. And um, I remember going, <clears throat> I was living in a friend's attic. Um, basically had, you know, not much, two pennies to rub together. I was deeply in debt and kind of struggling and suffering and realized that I had everything that I ever wanted, which is pretty amusing because, you know, the things that I wanted were, you know, like money, enough money, and 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 I, I had access to those things and people in my life, and and I was playing music, and I, you know, was on stage and and jumping around like an idiot and getting attention, and that's really what I wanted, and you know, through a lot of pain, and thinking like I had these things that I wanted, but yet I wasn't happy, like something's wrong. And I didn't know at the time it was an inside job. I didn't understand that that was happening. So I, I don't know why, um, but I do believe that deep down within each and every one of us, it's this idea that there is some kind of a power or something that you, you know, creates us that we're connected to. And I went into uh, this other side of this attic and I, I got down on my knees and I threw my hands up in the air and I just basically said, I can't do this anymore. Help me. You know, if you're out there, help me. And um, something really strange happened. I had this really bizarre feeling. And um, I'd love to tell you everything was, you know, bright and rosy and cheery after that. And the heavens opened and God came down and said, here you go. You're, you're healed. You're cured. This is great. Spread the word. But it didn't work out that way. But because of that, being in that place of surrender, people started coming into my life that would guide me into places that I needed to be. And a lot of those things were one of the first things that I needed to do was to, to stop drinking. And that was, that was challenging because it was my whole world. And it's really what I, what I did, what I knew. And sooner or later, people started coming into my life that would direct me to a path of trying to figure out how to become more whole. But looking really, it was, like I said, it was an inside job. And I remember after things started to clear up and the fog started to lift a little bit and started to figure out that this, the prayer life was a way that, that worked, even though I didn't understand it. I remember going into a, I was going to go back to school like so many of us want to do. And um, went to the local community college to the registrar's office to figure out how to do that and saw this, you know, this you know, distracting shiny object, right? of um it was a, a poster about a yoga class oh. and i realized there's something in yoga i remember something about meditation in yoga and i gotta tell you that you know this is only one of the many experiences that i had i kind of abandoned the school idea at that point and went to this yoga class that was happening you know five minutes after i saw that poster on the campus and I went to the yoga class and the yoga was fine. You know, it was, it was neutral. It was okay. But I, um, we did this meditation at the end of the class 
and I had an out-of-body experience that I can just tell you that I, I literally was flying around seeing all these things in the campus and all these messages and information started coming to me. And I started to remember some of the things that happened when I was a child, some of the things of, of seeing people talking and hearing people talking and, and not knowing what that was. <clears throat> and I had this incredible feeling like of joy, the spontaneous, you know, I don't, at that point, it wasn't a Kundalini experience, a Kundalini awakening, which happened later on down my path, but it was the beginning of that. And, um, I remember thinking after I started, I really started applying meditation and prayer into my life and started having these vital spiritual experiences. And um, I realized that I couldn't, I couldn't hold on to this myself, that I had to somehow help others on this path. Um, and as it would, turned out as the creator would see fit as God would see fit, whatever you choose to call that source of strength for you. It brought me into a job working in, um, in the YWCA, and I eventually became a director of health promotions for that organization. And um, they had a, uh, a crisis center there, and one of the people there had known about my experience and my transformational experiences and said, here's a card of somebody that can help you that you may be interested in taking their courses and classes. And I'm like, it sounds good. And I looked at their brochure and I was like, this is okay. It was massage and shiatsu and reflexology, blah, blah, blah. And um, I'm like, that's okay. But there was energy-based healing methodologies and laying on of hands and cross-cultural cross healing techniques. And I was like, that I really, I really aligned with. It was, you know, and you know what it's like when you get that, it's not just a gut check, but a spirit check, a soul check. It's just like, it rings true for you and mm -hmm. aligns with your spirit and the thing. And I was off to the races. I mean, I just really, I grasped onto that as, as, as hard as I could to keep going, to keep these, this information coming and more and more was revealed over time. And through working with people about how this intuition had always been part of my experience, how this energy work has always been a part of my experience, that I believe in my experience is that we all have access to those abilities and those talents, if you want to call them that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they don't feel like such a talent. Sometimes it almost feels like a burden. But anyway, <laughs> which I'm sure that you understand. I do. You know, and, but honing those those ideas and concepts. And throughout the years, come, like I said, coming into contact with people that would guide me on the path about how to be serv in service to others. And through that, those techniques, I was able to do that. And through being in service to others, there was more information that would come. And then there's more techniques and more abilities, more classes, more learnings, more teachings. And uh, different elders, different places, different ceremonies, things came up that just led me to where I am today. And it's an eclectic mix of amazing, miraculous experiences, which again, are common to all of us. I just don't think that we realize it most of the time. Yeah. So that's my story. <laughs>
I love it. Um, I'm glad that you were able to share that with us. Um, it's so interesting how like, you know, you said a couple things that like just kind of aligned with my day today. Like you said, the road <laughs> less traveled. And I record another podcast on a weekly basis. Uh, we're going through Journey to the Heart. And the reading was Go Along for the Ride. And I talked about how I never take the safe road. I'm always on the road less traveled. And it's hard sometimes. Right. So that was funny that you said that. And then you were also talking about, um, you know, enrolling in school and, you know, you saw the yoga and like you just kind of went to the class. I have a similar experience. I was getting my master's in social work and I had a Reiki session done and that was kind of, I just deferred school and went and pursued the yoga certifications um, but I had some out of body experiences and yoga is kind of like the, the, the gateway, I guess, that got me into this spiritual path. So I thought that that was really cool that we have those similarities. Um, and also right now I'm looking into enrolling in, in massage school, which is funny because I did all the energy work stuff and now I'm right. going to enroll in massage therapy to put it all together. I think, I, I don't know. We'll see. But um. You said we'll that, see where it you know, takes you. Yeah. We'll see where it really, takes you, right? Yeah. I mean, the governor here uh, is offering free tuition. So how can I even say no to that? Right. So that's kind of what I was doing today was my FAFSA and getting it all together. Um, but you said that you've had all these amazing experiences. Um, are there any of those, are there any that kind of stand out that you feel comfortable sharing? And, and this can, this doesn't have to be a client experience. It can be a, your well, experience. I'll tell you, I don't know why this, this came up. So I'll just, you know, just let it as we work, just let it, just let it happen. I was, um, in massage school training, you know, I do craniosacral work. And one mm -hmm. of the, one of the classes was a weekend class on craniosacral work. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I, I got, I'm kind of digging that. It was, it was, it was kind of cool, but I didn't understand the whole intuitive piece to it and the feeling of the energies and the, the, the more subtle aspects of it. I got the, the flow and the expansion and contraction of the energy systems and how that feels and where to go in the body to check it. I got all that stuff, but I didn't get into the, I didn't truly understand it. It didn't click. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was, I went out West and um, this is just one of many experiences of, of, as you know, people show up and things show up. Yeah. Um, I went out West to help somebody do some work on doing a vision quest. And um, it just so happens there was a medical doctor there who was also a, chiro a chiropractic doctor, but I didn't know. And all she did was craniosacral therapy. Oh, wow. That's, she really just was focused on because it was such a powerful technique for her. And it just so happens that in the middle of this experience as we were camping, one of the elders of the tribe, he had a tree fall on him. And she, she sent a runner came over to me and said, she's calling for you. She wants you to help her with this guy. So I went to help her with this guy 
And um, I got to tell you, it was an amazing experience, but I was working with this man. And one of the things that was, was so beautiful was I asked him, and I'll leave his name out of it, but I asked him um, at one point, we started working on him and I didn't know what she was doing, but we, it was almost as if we were in tandem, like she would move as exact same moment and I would move and we were feeling the same things at the same time. And I remember saying to him, pray, I need, we need you to pray. And, you know, people pray and sometimes they pray for the things that they need. And that's really what I was asking. I was asking him to pray for help and for healing and for the pain to go away. And he prayed for every single person that he knew. And he, he prayed for the plants, the trees, the flowers, the bees. I mean, every person, every place, not one time did he say a prayer for himself. And all I could do was cry hysterically. And after this whole session happened, um, he felt a thousand percent better. But the point was, the woman, uh, Dr. Nancy Sullivan, she said to me, listen, you have to learn how to do this work, you know? And she took me under her wing. And next thing I know, I'm flying out to Seattle and doing trainings with her and working out of it at her offices and working with clients together and patients together. But it just shows you how, you mentioned this earlier, earlier on about sometimes all we need to do is show up. You know, had I not done that, Took, take that, taking that action to help other people to pray in a way that they're comfortable with and support them through that. I would never have run into this woman mm -hmm. and I would never have learned the techniques in a way that, that, that aligned with who I am as, as, a, as a human being, as a spiritual person. So that's, that's kind of, it's, you know, you can't buy, I used to, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with audio engineering and sound and you can teach in, on a professional level and you can teach people how to turn knobs and tweak things and make and, and move things so that they will affect what you want them to affect. But there's a something that happens to certain individuals and certain people where it just aligns with them and intuitively and instinctively they get it and can make it work, make it work and make it work really well. But it's a lot of times based on so much experience. And that's kind of what happened by just showing up as, as getting this, these experiences. That's just one of those things. I love that. And before you said, it's like, you, it's more than a gut feeling. It's like a soul knowing. And that's like when you saw the sign for the yoga class, your soul was like, go to that. I had an experience. I, I, I spent a lot. I've been spending a lot of time alone on it, to be honest. If I'm not teaching or working with clients, like I'm alone and I like it. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, this Taurus uh, new moon solar eclipse energy, I went to the beach by myself, meditated, and I, you know, got a ping to like go walk on the pier. And I did, I walked on the pier and nothing, nothing out of the ordinary happened. I'm like, I guess spirit just wants to see if I'm actually going to listen to them now, because I used, I used to get met very clear messages and I would say, oh, well, I got this. And then it ends up insane. But now I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go and do that. You know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting, but it's like a, it's like a soul knowing to, to listen in, into that. And then you can kind of, 
after a long time, you get to this place of discernment of that is a good, you know, that's good guidance coming in versus, oh, that's just my fear or my, you know what I mean? Like deciphering Uh between fear and intuition has, has had been such a hard thing for me for so long. And now I feel like I'm getting more comfortable with the discernment aspect of that, but but it's such a beautiful story, amazing story. Um, you know, you and, talked uh, about you talked about that intuition. Yeah. And when I when I teach the cultivating intuition classes that I've taught, you, I, I mean, that's the one of the, the things that I want to help invoke with people is to get this sense, the idea that this is how it feels. This is what it feels like, not just physically, tactilely, or just but spiritually and soulfully about when you get intuitive information and how strong and powerful that is and just to discern between our own thoughts and what that intuition actually is and that's that's challenging mm-hmm. i think it was deepak chopra that said you know that our gut feeling is much more accurate because it doesn't have to run it through our mind first to pr- approve whether it's okay or not okay that this is you know it it takes some working with that and some experience to speak to get that ability to discern yeah i mean i'm like i was expecting some big event to happen on the pier they're like go to the pier and i walked the pier and nothing happened but i was like oh i feel good i don't know i just walk the pier walk back um so maybe that's yeah and who's to say because because you went there something didn't happen something else didn't happen yeah. You know, who's to say? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But I've had yeah. these experiences too. It's like I'll go over here, and it's like, oh, there's nothing here. Why am I here? Yeah. It's just. I guess again, it's I've a trust this. exercise. Trust exercises <laughs> with yourself and with your right. your spirit guides. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um, I know. So you started talking about craniosacral therapy and just for listeners that may not know what that is, can you kind of just tell us what it is? (laughs) Well, it was derived from osteopathic medicine as a technique with which there's three membranes that surround the spinal cord and the brain. And in, in this, in between these membranes is a fluid and there's a rhythm or a pattern that's intrinsic specific to this fluid that exist anywhere in any part of the body in a certain pattern of expansion and contraction. It's a very subtle rhythm. It's separate from the heart rate. It's separate from the respiratory rate. But when this, when there's a, what we call a restriction in the body, something that's not allowing the body to move freely, that rhythm can, will be affected and you can feel that pattern being disrupted. The idea of the, of the cranial work is to get, for me, this is my experience, um, because I throw so many other things into the mix here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) To get the conscious mind in touch with the unconscious, because the idea, the principle being, I think in any healing modality, it's like giving, given the correct resources or the right resources, the body will balance itself. Mm -hmm. So the idea being that get the conscious mind in touch with the unconscious restriction so that the body has the ability to say, wait a minute, this pattern is not in balance. Let's bring this back into balance. And sometimes for me, it, it requires maybe a gentleman manipulation of, of the body, or maybe it's a, an emotional 
mental, emotional content of some kind of trauma that might be kind of stuck in that area of the body or um, it really depends on the individual, but it, it addresses one of the beautiful aspects of the work is that there isn't really many contraindications though that this isn't, isn't available to most people. It works, each person presents a different feeling and sensation, a different path. I, I always call it a path to wholeness. And I say that there's, there's as many paths to wholeness as there are people on this planet. You know, so I think that's why the work is so successful is that it touches with the person where they are to get to what they need to get through. And cranial is just one of the ways, one of the many things that can be used to help access that healing within each person. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, I think it's amazing. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I love how you're like, there's so much more that happens in your sessions than just cranial because I categorize my sessions as Reiki, but it's like a full reading. It's like a, a reading, a balancing energy work, clearing, mm -hmm. work with the guides. It's a, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's right. not just Reiki. So I love that you said that there's so much more than just the cranio um, sacral aspect of, of your healings. And I, you know, I have, I have experienced your healings and they've been, you know, profound and I remember I was just opening up to the Archangel Michael energy when I met you and I was like, ah, what's happening? I'm freaked out. And like, you just helped, helped guide me and it was less scary, but everything was just like, wow, wow. You know, like everything was just aligning and making sense. And you were just a good mentor to have a good person to have, um, for help, you know? Um, so I'm grateful to you. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm sure that you're... a lot of people are. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's interesting what happens within the work. You know, we one of the things that I do is uh, is the consultation, which yes, which it and it was a byproduct of the pandemic of of not always, especially early on in the pandemic in you know 2020, um, we were not allowed to practice. Right. Um, you know, hands-on work. So the idea being that since everything is energy and everything can be monitored and felt from any distance at all, it's just the intention that is set that makes the difference. Um, the work that I do in person, one-on-one, -on -one, can be done remotely. And that's really what a consultation is. It's, and it's, it's on soul, like... S-O-U-L. <laughs> I just wanted the listeners to, to know that. I love that. Yeah, there's information about it on the website, but it it involves intuitive work. I it's interesting that I don't I think to almost to a person, most people don't understand how much the intuition plays into this the techniques that I that I utilize. Um, into the work that I do. Um, so the intuition part is, is so important because it, your body will tell, tell us certain things, correct? Right. It will say, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, I always, I always say, you know, don't overlook the obvious. If somebody's hips are out of alignment, their hips are out of alignment. If there's, but there might be, a, there are some other more subtle energies that are affecting the whole being. 
And some of those things are from maybe some old early traumas. Some of those things are maybe some accidents that haven't that, not, that people haven't emotionally recovered from, mm-hmm. not just physical components, but when those things are brought to light. And I think it's also important to mention that the way things are reframed to people is is really important. The way the word what words are are used to give the experience to that person about what they may have been going through that you have information from them because you're they're allowing you to be in their in that space with them so it is a sacred contract mm-hmm. it is very sacred um, and it's it's an it's an honor to be taking part in that communication yeah but when people get to, when you talk talk to someone they and they, you tell them about things that they would never have revealed to you otherwise I know it's very that happens to me and it's like it it it, it a lot of people it, it can scare or kind of kind of freak people out um, but it helps to the, with the communication and to help with this bond between client and practitioner so that they feel in a more safe um, atmosphere to do the work and they're more comfortable with, with being able to move through whatever restrictions they're experiencing. And, and consultation is simply a remote way of doing that. If everything is energy, which I, I don't see how we can deny that that's the case, if everything is energy, then um, our bodies be- die. Right. stops working but our souls don't die right there's something there is something to the energy that of of what we're experiencing you know Rupert Sheldrake talks about that intensely in his a lot of his work about what's it morphic resonance he calls it and he talks about the idea that there must be some source that we tap into that dictates how our cells divide and reproduce and become what they are. You know, why do, I think his explanation is why doesn't, you know, an oak tree always become an oak tree and not some other kind of tree. Well, there must be something intrinsic in that energy transference that, that informs that, that pod, that seed to grow in a way that it needs to grow to be what it is. And that, and that energy, if it's, if it's universal that can be tapped into and that's the information that's available to all of us it's not mm-hmm. just because some people are special it's not yeah. that at all it's just that some people it happens to more frequently and and in some people's situations they've had to become intuitive in order to be to defend themselves and survive and that's that's why some of this, it's easier for some than others to access that ability, but it's for all of us. The consultation is just simply a remote work. So I do a session where I do, I'll, work, I'll talk with people for an, ex, I don't know how long it will be. Maybe it's a half an hour, maybe it's 40 minutes and talk to them about experiences and, and help them to move through some experiences and then maybe get into some energy work, some remote energy work, which which, you know, I've done the whole Reiki programs and and Mm -hmm. it can seem like, you know, remote Reiki work, but it's, or remote energy work, Mm -hmm. but it's something that 
as you said, people can have a profound experience in, in That's consultation. <laughs> um, I want to do that with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I definitely. Well, you're you're like an open book, though. So. Eh, sometimes. Yeah. But um, it's always good, you know. To I'm always doing something. I'm always doing the work or mm-hmm. taking care of my my spiritual wellness. That's part of my authentic code so it's part of what makes me happy what makes me tick is like spiritual growth that's like number one spiritual growth spiritual conversations that's why I'm doing this podcast I don't even know why I'm doing the podcast I just got the message through the podcast I got the name for the podcast I got the name to call myself for the podcast and I was like all right I'll do it I don't know for what but um well, it makes me happy to have these spiritual conversations. And I think that one of the, you said, I, you know, you don't know what. No, I don't. You don't, but you do know that it will show up, you know, by it like will show step, up. If by I doing show the work, up. Right. If you show up by doing the work and, and <laughs> you know, half of the job is showing up. Right. Yeah. And it will, it, you don't know where it's going to lead you. And I always say, it's probably a great thing if I don't know where it's going to take me, because if I think, if I think that I know where it's going to take me, I might not like it. I might not <laughs> want it. And I'm going to try to manipulate it and manipulate it and change it into what I want it to be. And that might, that most likely is not going to be in my highest good. And if therefore, if it's not in my highest good, it's not going to be in your highest good. Yeah. Like this is something that I don't, I don't make money on. I actually put out my pay to do this. Um, But as soon as I had the idea, I filled out my calendar. My calendar is booked with interviews until the end of June. So, and then I just, for some reason, didn't feel inclined to continue with booking. So I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure I can. I just haven't reached out to people, but I knew all these people that have helped me so much on my path and that I, I can see, I think that's part of my dharma. And maybe you and I talked about this. I think Nicole and I talked about this back in the day. Like I can see people, like I really can see them. And I don't know, I can just see how much that they have to offer. And so it was just easy to kind of fill the the interview spots. Right. I I was shocked when you were like, let's do this interview. I'm like, okay. And I said, oh, wait, I can't. I'm going to Hawaii. And you're like, okay, I have like three months later. I'm like, what? I know. I was like, uh, all right. So we're going to have to wait until like May. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been interesting, but uh, very, very excited. And it's just, it's sort of my big thank you to, to spirit. And when I'm talking to you, I keep hearing the Native American there in my name and in my head, their names in my head. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, I'm hearing the, I don't know, the great spirit uh-huh. you know, in my head wow. <laughs> as I'm talking to you. And I just want to say like, aho to you. Like, yeah. I, I, I just get into that energy, but it's my thank you to God, God, goddess, oh. spirit. Like, right. thank you. Thank you for this. And so now I'm giving people the opportunity to share about their experiences with God and spirit and who we really are on the inside. 
we have all these concepts and beliefs, and that's one of the things we get into with consultation is we have all these concepts and constructs and beliefs about who we are. And it's just, that's based on erroneous thoughts of like <laughs> beliefs that are probably not even ours that we just took on from maybe mm -hmm. uh, our guardians or people that maybe hurt us or these beliefs or, you know, and even to the other side of that is, you know, the shadow stuff of like, well, I'm going to show that person, I'm going to become this just as not living your life for you and the path that you've chosen, you're living your life to try not to be something. Mm -hmm. Anytime we're trying not to be something, we're wildly out of control. <laughs> no, we, we just, we're, we need to focus on things that help us move through beyond, get the information, the wisdom to keep moving forward, to keep doing the work, just keep showing up. And it's a journey. And I'm like, I'm like most people, I get caught up in this, in the journey of life, like, oh, what do I have to do right now? Or I've got to get all these things in together. And, and I'm, I have this anxiety, or maybe this is some depression, or maybe it's chemical. Maybe it's, it's stuff, it's life. Mm -hmm. Like we're spiritual beings having human experiences. And it's like, we come into this body and it's like, we have a, for, a deep forgetting. And then as you're on the spiritual path, you start peeling away the layers mm -hmm. and you start remembering. And that's why, like, I also like picked up on when you said, oh, you know, I went through the Reiki programs and it's kind of like Reiki. Well, to me, the more I'm on this path, the more everything is just oneness. Don't mind me. I'm holding onto my aura quartz. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like everything is just oneness. And I used to say, oh, I, I, I can't do that Reiki session if I don't have my quartz with me. But the more I'm on the path, the more I've learned it's intention, it's prayer, it's intention, it's your relationship with spirit. It's okay if you don't have the courts, like, you know what I mean? And, and that all those, it's like rules have sort of fallen away, but the more the rules fall, fall away and the more that I know, the less that I know too. So it's like this simplification, but I'm still like, I don't know anything. <laughs> Right. Yeah. We think that sometimes we have to be doing, taking certain actions, you know, and maybe in our prayer life or even our work life, it's spiritual work or energy work. We have to have our accoutrements with us, you know, yeah. whether they be feathers or drums or crystals or, you know, whatever tools you're used to utilizing. Um, but they're tools. We have access to that information um, just by our intention and our thought. We do have that mm -hmm. ability. We're all connected in that, you know, I don't know one native tribal community that doesn't understand the concept of all my relations, right? That's, we are related to everything and everything is related to us. Mm -hmm. And if we are, and I'll quote Rupert Sheldrake again, he believes that our, our ancestors vibrated a certain frequency. These are our relations. We can tap into that frequency and get the information that our ancestors have learned. And in his research, he's, he's shown that that is actually factual, that one generation that have gone through certain learning experiences, the next generation will already know how to do those and how to understand those. Mm. Those, those experiences. Who is this Rupert gentleman? Rupert oh. Sheldrake? Yeah. I believe he's, he's an ethnobiologist, I believe, from Cambridge University. 
Wow. He's got a few, a few books out. He's um, a fascinating guy. I'm not sure if he's, he's, with, he's still with us in this world or not. He may, oh. may have crossed over, but I'm not really sure. Hmm. Um, but he has a book called uh, Morphic Resonance. The wow, presence cool. of the, the presence of the past. I think it's what one of his oh, books whoa. is called. It's um, he also has a book that's written about it, mostly about how dogs know that their owners are coming home. <laughs> My dog is literally laying. I don't know if you saw him creep around. No, you can't see him. He's just no. laying down right here, but he's a he's an angel. My dog. Yeah, but um. That sounds cool. Those definitely sound like books that I would be interested in in reading. Um, are you still offering lodges up there? We're we put together a lodge. You know, I don't like to talk much about it, but you know, we do because it's such a sacred ceremony that it I. It is honor. so beautiful. And um, so yeah, I still am involved in that ceremony and doing lodges and all over the place. So I just, it, it's a way that, like I talked about that yoga class that I connected and that, that was a path that followed with me for a long time, you know, that I never let go of those experiences. Um, but when I came across the, some people that prayed in a traditional uh, Native American path, I was, I was, you know, the world opened up to me. I became at one point that one with, with all things. And um, it actually had me have an experience where I was, I literally got to that place of nothingness. Of, there was no want, there was no desire, there's no thought. There was, it was just the unity of all things. And in that there was absolutely, there was nothingness that contained everything. Was that on a vision quest? Um, we can we'll we'll call it a vision quest. Okay. <laughs> it was a, it was another powerful ceremony, but you know, and and the vision quests have been very uh, tell you know my my one of my old teachers would say expect nothing but be ready for anything. And um, you just don't know. Do what's you decide? Do you decide as the person like I want to go on a vision quest, or does it just because so I'm funny. like I I'm like how does that happen for a person? Well, I I think for a person, and this is just my experience. I think that people have decided that they think that that's what they want to do. I mean, some people say, "Wait a minute, you can go off and go onto a mountaintop by yourself for four days and four nights, like." that sounds great. Sign me up. Let me just go ahead and do that. But it's not just about being by yourself. You know, there's so much more to it. And my experience has been, I think it's, it's a, it's like you had mentioned about maybe something that calls your attention that resonates with your soul. And you're like, yeah, I, I have to do that. It's something that resonates with your soul and people like you and perhaps people like me, we may get information, affirmations of, you know, you talked about clear audience before we were talking, before we went on this recording. Maybe it's something that, that's said to you. Maybe it's something in a vision that, that, you, that you see that's like, you know, you have to do this. My, my experience, my intention has always been, 
oh, oh, hell no, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah, me too. And, until it gets to the point where, you know, I, I say in lodges a lot, if they, if spirit wants your attention, they will get your attention. And if they're calling to you, they will call to you. But some people have made up their minds to do it. And some, and that that's what they want to do. They just decide that. And, you know, my hat's off to them. You know, and some people have had incredible experiences doing that. And I won't share about the ceremony itself, but I will share that my experience with Lodge, I was very afraid to participate. I don't know if you remember this. I was very afraid to get in there. Yeah. And uh, I was the last one in there. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I felt I, I was crying and I felt like I was home and yeah. So it, it was definitely something, uh, uh, one of those things that felt uh, very familiar. And it was also one of those things I was so afraid to do. But then when I leaned into the fear, right. it was like this amazing, like spiritual experience. And it's been a huge component of my of my path like you've been a huge yeah. part of my path you know and uh it's just it's just funny how that works like you yeah. were saying oh I was like hell no to that that's like I didn't want to be a yoga teacher people are like oh how'd you get into Reiki I'm like I did not want to do this this is right. not what I thought I would be doing is like helping others and you know clearing blockages and and all the things that I do do it wasn't one day I was like I think I'll take a Reiki class and become a Reiki master that's not <laughs> no. there was a lot of suffering for me there's been a lot of suffering on this path <laughs> yeah there, I, don't it's, know, I don't know if it's required but <laughs> no I I mean I guess it does seem that it's not <laughs> the easiest and maybe it's our own of our own making. Maybe. Like you said about the fear of the resistance to, you know, to doing these things, our own fears that get in the way that that is what creates this suffering for us. And, and I, and I'm not immune to that. So, um, but again, intuitively, it's like, you know, where, how do you, how do you tell what's you're being asked to do? I, I really do also believe that it's more challenging for us to get our information for our own selves, because like I talked about Deepak Chopra saying, we got, we run it through the mind about, you know, good or bad, right or wrong, likes, dislikes, is, should I, shouldn't I, what will happen if, what have happened if I do, what happened if I don't, you know, mm -hmm. just, is it true? Is it not true? You know, we kind of juggle all these thoughts and concepts but when we work with other people, it's a little more clear because we don't have that self-centered mind chatter. Right. I actually had somebody ask me the other day, you know, you're such a, you're so great at what you do. Like, why would you ask anyone else for their advice? And it's like, just because of what you just said, it's like you, yeah, everything goes through my filters and it's like, I have these emotional, I have attachments to these things that I'm trying to decipher for myself. So someone who doesn't have the emotional attachment can look at it objectively and use their intuition as well to assist with whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's exactly what you just said, pretty much. Right. And I don't tell, like probably you, I don't tell people what they should do or have no, to never. do. never. <laughs> but 
just present people with the information. And it's almost like the cranial work where you just allow the conscious mind to hear what's being said, to understand what's being said by the unconscious so that they can make that decision and make those choices in, in their own best interest. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe get out of their own way. Yeah. Cause you know, you know, spirit taught me a lot about integrity and humility and um, free will and asking permission and just, yeah, I live, I live in, in very strong integrity. And so I don't tell people, I don't tell people what to do, but I'll tell them the messages and I'll tell them what I, what I see and what I feel. And mm-hmm. then if there are like little things that they can, can do to work on themselves, if they choose to, um, that's kind of, I, I assist in that if they ask, but I, I'm not like, right. you should do this and you should do that and blah, blah, blah. Like, no way. We're sovereign beings. And who, who, who really knows what somebody else's path truly is? I know. I'm not God. <laughs> no. You know, I've been able to help a lot of people in this, in this journey of life you know, and get some information that's been really, truly a blessing for some people and have shifted lives in really positive ways. And I'm sure that you have as well. And I, I don't know what continues to drive me to continue to give it away, but to do the, do what I do, but something is in, in that. And I, I believe that there's a reciprocal communication here. It's not just that oh, yeah. I'm going to be constantly being of service and I'm doing and doing and doing, but there's the, what I get back from feedback, not just positive reinforcement from working with clients, but the feedback that I get, you know, the insight, the wisdom, the understandings, the, the commonality of the common human experience of like, we are, we are in this together. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, it's not you're not alone anymore yeah it's it's so rewarding to continue to 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 feel that mm-hmm. and to understand that and i don't know how else I, would, I don't know how else i would get to those experiences other than doing the work that i do it's true it's like well you're following your dharma yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i know i hear that <laughs> I hear that a hundred percent that, yeah, because, and you said it before, like, these are gifts, but they, you know, for me, it used to feel like such, such a burden and so much struggle. And now I'm just owning it. And I'm like accepting, I'm accepting it more and more and more and just embodying that that's who I am. And this is my Dharma and yeah, but (laughs) you're sigh. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dharma. It's a fascinating journey, this thing called life. It really is. The work, it's like, it's so beautiful too, because I don't, I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, it's like I see aspects of myself and all my clients. <laughs> you do. And we're you're all well. one. We are all one. It's, it's also interesting how certain clients will show up with the same concerns and they don't know each other they're from different walks of life different different backgrounds different histories and it's just how that it's like wow this is this is interesting 
It'll and be like the a jur- same energetic patterns. Yeah, and, and the jury's still out for me about why that happens, but it, it's it's brilliant and it, it's 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 very interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe it's something for me to learn as well as the person I'm working with. Absolutely. I I mean, that's how I feel about it. I'm always so humbled, and I love that you said it's like a reciprocal. It's a reciprocal communication because their spirit is open to you. And so I always like thank their spirit for being so open and vulnerable and sharing and being in the sacred, in the sacred space of, of trust and healing. And it takes a lot to like be open and vulnerable. It does. And it, it's one of the, the things I'm so thankful for of the people that I work with, how comfortable they feel working with me. I know, isn't it nice? No, it's it's really, it really is, it's an honor. It's such an honor. Privilege. It It is a privilege. It is an honor and a privilege. And I actually wanted to share this. I'm wearing this necklace right now. It's a little rose from one of my clients. Now you're gonna absolutely love this. On the inside, it's Archangel Michael. (laughs) When she gave it to me, I cried. So the shamanic path i'm on is the rose priestess lineage so there's the rose and she gave you the rose and and it's michael yes i literally was crying when she she's like i saw this and i thought of you and it's it's amazing you know just sharing the that when they share they continue to share their the opening to spirit after even after the sessions and it's like you just form these like beautiful bonds with them it's just so it's like, that's why I do what I do. <laughs> yeah, I've had, it's funny you mentioned that the work continuing because the work that I do, sometimes I'll have people say, you worked Years. my shoulder, was really hurting me. And I worked on, you worked on my shoulder and like the next day my shoulder didn't feel any better. But like the day after that, that night, I was like completely pain-free. And, and it's really hard to explain to somebody that this work keeps going. It doesn't oh, yeah. Just, end it doesn't just end or stop it keeps moving and shifting mm-hmm. so. and I, love I think it's work. also I, I think it's also interesting that it's one of those the work that I do is one of those like I want to get to the point where I don't have to see you again you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean not, not literally like I love being with the people but I'm just like oh wait a minute that's that's kind of well they have to choose to do the work right so too like we can show we can shine a light and uh, be guides but they have to choose right <laughs> but i hear what you're saying yeah. <laughs> it's just such a fun funny journey you know it's it's very interesting and i feel like you and i have some of the same guides <laughs> yeah absolutely some of the same energies certainly some of the same experiences Mm -hmm. right you Mm -hmm. know when michael shows up and it's just it's otherworldly is not doesn't even begin to capture what that experience is like i'm never gonna forget one time you said to me like i forget how old i was then maybe 27 26 i don't know but you were like for a young woman you've certainly been through a lot like and there's a <laughs> lot of and en- like there's just a lot of energy you know yeah. so it's definitely been you know a fun path now I'm 
34. <laughs> well, it's interesting to, you know, see, you know, see people's transitions in this world of knowing people personally and, and working with them personally and see the, the journey that they're taking yeah. and being like beh behind the scenes, like rooter of like, yes, go, you know, yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. it going, you know, keep doing, keep moving through it. Mm -hmm. And just, it's beautiful. I've always referred to you as my shaman up there in the Northeast. <laughs> I know that you won't ever accept that title. No, but... I hate, I just really don't like that old shaman concept because it's just not been my training. But I understand how people come to see me as somebody that, that experiences that in that way. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of things. So, and I, I feel like I see you, but, um, you know, yeah, again, I have just a lot of reverence and respect for you and, well, um, thank you. yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. I mean, we have like three minutes. So if there's anything, you know, a burning desire to share to the community or. No, I'm anything. just grateful. I'm just grateful that you're, that you're, you're doing this. And if people <laughs> want to find me, they can find me on the website at scottaevans.com. <laughs> which I think you'll probably put in the description or whatever. I but, will. Um, you know, it, it's fascinating. Like, I feel like I had this, I'll, just, I'll end with this experience. I had this experience of, of being in prayer with other people and, and, and being gifted with seeing the person's soul of not what I thought they were, not who they thought they were, but the beauty that was within them. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. And it, and it's, and it's, it's all inspiring. It's all inspiring. So that's the light that's in each and every one of us. It's covered up by all kinds of garbage and crap most of the time and things we need and think we need, programs, and need to do and don't do programs, beliefs, trauma. concepts. Yeah. But that light is there. And I think that it's important mm -hmm. that we touch into that. And if, if you're not feeling that or not seeing that, then maybe, you know, there is light. It's there. Just sometimes not, we don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. so I think that's the, uh, <laughs> this journey, you know, we could talk endlessly about. We literally experience. could. We literally could. And that's what I find happens with all the guests no matter yeah. what walk of life wherever however they've found god goddess whatever it's like i could talk for hours about this stuff it's just it's such a beautiful way to connect and share and learn and grow and i'm just super grateful to have you in my life as a mentor a friend and i'm just glad that you were you know on the podcast today so Thank you so much. Thank you. I still have, I said aura quartz, but it's actually Lumerian quartz. So I've been, I don't know. I've been holding this the whole time. I love it so much, but um, thank you. And thank you. to the listeners or viewers, however you're consuming the information. Um, if you feel the call, then reach out to Scott. He's an amazing being. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we will uh, catch you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.